Welcome to Life Happens, where Texans come to protect their legacy and prepare for the second half of life. Join your host, Attorney Kim Hegwood of Your Legacy Legal Care, and our weekly guest as we navigate the challenges that emerge as life happens. Now here's your host, Kim Hegwood. Good morning and welcome to Life Happens with me, Kim Hegwood, and our very special guest today is Jack Angel, with Senior Care Authority. Hey, Jack, how's it going? Hey, Kim, I'm well. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, we love having you on the show. So today we're going to talk about a little different topic and um, we're going to talk about peace of mind visits because you can't always be there. And uh, you offer, you know, a variety of services to seniors already, but now you have a new one. And so can you tell our listeners what that is? Thank you very much, Kim. Um, yes, when I when I started the business several years ago, of course, you know, the focus was primarily on uh, placement services and placement assistance. And that, and that came out of a personal experience to, you know, as we try and help find families, um, you know, the right options for, for senior living based on, on care. We always start with care and then security and location and activities and budget and all how to pay for it. And that was one aspect of it. And there's some wonderful certified senior advisors, I think, in our community that that really um, do a wonderful job in, in just that, providing options to the family. Well, as the interaction with the family continued and I started seeing you know, some gaps in the total plan of care and the next one within our service sector was this idea of uh, the, the fairly emotionally charged issue of driving. And uh, if it ultimately became time to hang up the keys, then what were some of the best practices to do that? And then so we started offering the Beyond Driving with Dignity program that, that's been very well received here in, in our area. And then out of that, of course, it, it extends even further as we start to see maybe there's some other opportunities to really close uh, any outstanding issues with regards to uh, oversight for families and advocacy uh, for families that may not be able to be there all the time or during that initial transitionary period where a loved one is, is becoming a resident at a, um, at a community. And within those first couple of months, there's sometimes those gaps that we see. And, and we know what it's like when we moved in our, our early days, maybe we moved to an apartment or a house and, you know, it, the water wasn't turned on when it was supposed to be, or, you know, the cable wasn't hooked up when it was supposed to be. But I think this idea started uh, resurrecting itself on, you know, is there something else that uh, certified senior advisors might be able to offer as an extension of uh, services for families to help reduce stress? And this is where the peace of mind visits came from. Uh, initially looking at transitions for seniors who are moving to a, um, a long-term care community. But then, of course, it extended out to offering these services for anyone who might be living independently, um, families that may be going on vacation or um, maybe living out of state and just wanted some additional interaction with their loved ones and verification that, you know, things were the way they thought they were. Uh, and, you know, this, this idea of being able to just do a spot check on, uh, on, how, they're, uh, on how they're doing. Um, and so that's what's, what really started it. I, I started offering SERPs uh, about a year ago, and it seems to have been very well received. And, and again, I feel it's another piece of what we can offer 
uh, to the senior community and their families. Okay, so how does it work? <laughs> so, so it's a it's a fairly simple process. I think the idea is um, more than anything else. Um, there's a it's all directed by the family and or the the senior, and it's not uh, out with the, the support from the community themselves. I mean, they've got a a role to play in the total plan of care uh, for the residents. So, I'm usually approached by a family um, who may not be able to be there all the time. Or uh, in the case of the transitions, they just don't know what they don't know with regards to what we should we be looking for, you know, what else should we be uh, advocating for in terms of the specific plan of care for, uh, for their loved one. And so while bouncing around a little bit here, the idea is that they can turn to someone like me and say, okay, well, we need some assistance to make sure that mom or dad are really getting the care that they need. Also, we need to have, you know, documented and formal uh, records of, you know, how they're doing. And that's part of what the peace of mind visit uh, provides. And in addition to the date, the time, the location, and that as well, whenever a family reaches out, we then sit down to be able to identify the frequency of any visit, um, date, time, obviously location, who are some of the other people involved uh, in the plan of care that may want to actually be aware of how things are going on a very positive way, uh, or maybe opportunities where we can improve the, the standard of living. Uh, and then from that, then we actually go ahead and uh, establish what that frequency is going to be. I take the time to go visit them. Usually it's 20 to 30 minutes. I'll usually take a photograph, some families have asked me to take a, a bouquet of flowers. Um, some people have uh, asked me to coordinate a FaceTime um, visit with them because the senior might have some difficulty with the technology or maybe their cognitive abilities don't allow for, for that. Um, I think you're aware, Kim, I am a, I'm certified as a dementia practitioner as well. So I'm very sensitive, I think, to some of the challenges, both physically and cognitively, that some of the seniors might have and can work very sensitively with that as well. Well, that is amazing. And, um, and so because I know that there's, you know, there's a lot of, you know, like we have clients that have no one. They, right. they don't have children, all their family members are gone, you know, so having someone, you know, have the ability to check in on them, make sure they're okay, things like that. So if I'm assuming that people hire you to do this, because <laughs> it sounds like an excellent opportunity, right. but how often do, do most people hire you for these visits? I mean, do they do them monthly? Is it you know, how often are you, are family members really asking you to check in on their loved ones? Sure. And it's, it's really, you know, of course, everything is, is, you know, individual uh, or very specific to that situation. When I look at um, some of the examples, it started more from families who were going on vacation or extended vacation. So maybe they're gone for two weeks or they're gone for a month and they just don't want to miss those weekly visits that they have been doing you know, with their loved ones. So I'll step in uh, prior to them leaving. There's usually an introduction where I just show up. And there's, there's no fee for the, for the introduction visit. Uh, I'll show up and um, introduce myself if I don't already know the resident. Most of the communities I'm pretty familiar with in the area. So the caregivers themselves and, uh, you know, are gonna know who I am. And uh, I will say uh, at this side, 
Um, it's not uh, to take the place of the caregiver. It's not to take the place of the family. It really means to be um, more of an extension of, of what they're doing when they can't be there. So uh, I like to think of it as, as advocacy. And, and then so uh, that frequency may be daily. It may be weekly. It may be, in some cases right now, monthly. Um, but it's really just those spot checks to uh, provide some additional socialization for their loved one and um, also to be able to provide some third-party um, and hopefully objective uh, feedback as to how things are going. Uh, and if they're going really good, we want to make sure that we celebrate that. If there's some opportunities where maybe there's some concerns uh, based on, you know, some, some things that I might see or might hear, then I just want to be completely transparent in a professional and positive way. So we, you know, we don't want to be overly critical. We want to be looking at these as opportunities to enhance or improve the quality of life. That's perfect, you know, because, you know, a lot of families, you know, want to be able to leave and know that their loved ones are, are still okay. Right. And so do you go into individual homes or senior facilities or both? What What's the game plan right now? Uh, absolutely. So it's, it's, it's the full and, and uh, I think the full range and continuum of, of living situations. So uh, when I look at it right now, Kim, I've got, um, you know, this idea of, of visiting independent seniors who are living, I mean, sometimes out in the country. They don't have a lot of interaction, maybe a little bit with some neighbors or, or, or possibly when they're you know, out to see their doctor or go to church or Walmart or, or groceries or whatever. But for the most part, not a lot. And that's the lifestyle that they, that they know and enjoy. Uh, but I think it's, again, from the loved one's perspective, it's just making sure that there's at least some, some interaction there and there is some oversight to that all the way through to independent or, um, excuse me, um, assisted living or memory care communities or residential care homes that we're, we're fortunate to have in our area. Uh, and again, it's just a, a, a check to stop in take a picture, um, you know, actually have a, a, a wonderful conversation. I love the, um, and you can probably tell, uh, I just w welcome, you know, the life stories. I think there's just so many wonderful life stories out of every senior that's out there. And uh, I really um, enjoy that opportunity to listen. Uh, I may lead the discussion a little bit based on some input from the family on, you know, what they used to do for a living or uh, some, of their family members or places that they lived and activities they like you know we may play some music uh, if i know that that's something that's of interest to them uh, we may do a little reading uh, if that's uh, something that they enjoy uh, but usually within you know 20 to 30 minutes um, certainly no more than an hour um, that you know we have that opportunity for some socialization and an opportunity to, to see how things are going Jack, I will tell you from personal experience, um, if they start talking about things that, you know, the family may not know, I highly encourage you to record it. Right. And so I did not do enough of that with my grandparents and I hate that, you know, so, um, you know, the more I even had clients that we used to keep the recorder by the front desk, because if they started off on a spill, we were like, whoa, hang on. We want to make sure we can remember this. And, um, and so, you know, isn't that amazing? I, I feel the same way, Kim. There's so many stories. My, I'm fortunate my, my dad is still around and uh, 91 right now. And he might tell the same stories over and over. But sure enough, there's a snippet 
of something that I never realized, whether it be a cousin of a cousin or an aunt or an uncle, and a story that um, that is something new to me, uh, and that is actually buried in their life experience. And I think that's a wonderful idea. That's a, That's an excellent idea. Yeah. And so, so I'm trying to do more of that, you know, these days, you know, trying to make sure we can, you know, capture those memories. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you're done with the visit, family members, how do you communicate with them? So there is a, uh, so there's a formal summary and there, they actually have access to this is something that I log and document the actual visit. And that's usually provided within 48 hours. Um, every attempt is made to visit at the specific time and date. And if there's going to be any variation from that, then I let them know. I'll usually take a picture if I have approval from the family uh, to do that. Um, uh, just something that I can I can set up with that, them as well. Uh, and then I actually ask if there's a if there's anything of concern. Uh, so then the, within the, the summary report, then of course they always have access. There's never any fee for discussions or consultations, no matter how many or how long, we, you know, I want to make sure that they feel that I'm really an extension of their, their eyes and ears. Um, and then uh, from that, if they would like to review any of that stuff, then we absolutely can. Uh, but I do like to color it a little bit with some things that, um, you know, that they've been doing through the week or maybe a new friend that they've made or, you know, if they had a little outing or something like that. Uh, it's, again, not to take the place of what they might be seeing from the actual caregiver community or especially if they've been uh, living on their own. But I think it's really more to just make sure that they're, uh, they have a holistic understanding as to how the quality of life is going for for their loved one so can you give us a maybe an example of some of the uh client that you've helped recently uh oh my goodness um so i i can i can certainly think of some so uh a uh north side of houston a 91 year old lady living on her own her son lives up just north of um, georgetown doesn't have an opportunity to to um, to get down here all the time, so just a spot check. Um, I'm no longer doing it for for him right now, but during that period, uh, it was so uh, almost comical because she was adamant every time I would stop in uh, that he was the one that needed uh, somebody checking on him, not her. <laughs> Uh, so, um, but I think it was again he he traveled had a fairly um, uh, challenging job and just uh, really just wanted to make sure that there was someone checking in on, on his mom. She was a wonderful lady, you know, a bit of a pistol uh, on her own. Uh, but I think as time went on, it was it was welcome, and that's what I love to see and just to hear the stories from that. Uh, so that's kind of a, a you know very quick uh, example of a of an independent living piece. They know when I'm coming, or at least there's no uh, surprises, if you will. That that uh, you know it's just a stranger showing up, and we try and make sure that that's all structured prior to the initial visit. That there's some introduction in that as well. Um, and then the, probably the next example I've got is um, a family going on vacation. Um, their mom is living in a um, assisted living community and they have very frequent visits throughout the week themselves and we're feeling a, a little stressful about well we're just not going to be there and their vacation was going to be almost five weeks um, wow. the, the idea was then so we set it up where I would come in 
uh, three times during the week on the specific days at the specific time that they had designated to go ahead and just sit with them. And this was an example of where we didn't do FaceTime all the time. We, we really just did it kind of once a week there. Uh, and it, it didn't work as well as I would hope. It's a little bit difficult sometimes. Um, I think, um, you know, with the, the technology, uh, I don't think uh, the mom really liked, you know, just kind of seeing everybody on the phone, which was interesting. Uh, but more importantly, it was um, comfort. Uh, the, um, the resident loved, loved the idea of what they were doing, very much appreciated it, said, you know, aren't my children wonderful and all this kind of stuff. And of course they are. Um, but uh, it allowed, in my mind, a little bit more of the family to enjoy that vacation. It's not something harboring in the back of their mind of, with, of, you know, well, oh my gosh, you know, it's been three weeks now. We haven't seen mom. You know, I wonder how she is. And sure, you can call her uh, and that as well. But I think a good example of what this service is meant to provide, and that is just another option. And that's what we try and provide families are options to issues uh, for quality of life. Um, and then another example uh, that I can think of is a memory care example. And this is more to do with the transition of a gentleman moving into a memory care community, had been kind of living on his own, and, and his sons have been very much engaged with it. And as he moved in, there were, and we know sometimes that there are challenges in a, an acclimation period um, to uh, any you know, new living environment. Uh, he was struggling quite a bit uh, with that. And out of uh, the visits that we were able to do in conjunction with the brothers who were still there, they were trying to see what else could we do on behalf of their dad to try and make his transition that much smoother. And working with the community and the caregivers involved, we I, I was really more of the advocate and facilitator to sit down and say, okay, well, we know specific times of the day. We know he doesn't like the light on at night. We know that there's a time in the evening when he goes to the bathroom. These were things that we started to be more formal about with regards to his total plan of care. And by a certified senior advisor facilitating that and truly adding that advocacy on behalf of the senior, the family, and with involvement of the, uh, the community, I think that's another part of the peace of mind service that may sometimes get overlooked. We talk about the visits, but also this idea of really structuring things such that we can make that transition as, as smooth as possible. Perfect. All right, Jack. So tell our listeners how they find you should they want to do this as well, because I think this is a really cool offering that you you have. And I'm so excited that you were willing to come back on the podcast and, and tell our listeners, you know, the new things that you're doing to help families. Well, well, thank you so much, Kim. Uh, yes, of course. Um, you know, you can always re reach me at SeniorCareAuthority.com backslash SC hyphen TX. I know that's a mouthful. Probably the easiest way is a direct line to me is area code 936-225-4373. That's 936-225-4373. But Senior Care Authority, if uh, anyone was just to look at that, they would actually find me within uh, our area as well. And, um, you know, similar to the, um, uh, the services offered by the uh, just wonderful senior advisors that we have in our area. There's never any fee for consultations, no matter how many or how long. And more importantly, we're always just there to help. 
If there's questions with regards to placement services, driving, peace of mind visits, VA benefits, uh, you know, Medicaid applications, things of that nature, while we're not uh, designed to actually conduct, uh, make those applications, we can provide guidance and we can provide access to uh, local professionals like yourself to make sure families are aware that they have those options available and help guide the process. Perfect. All right, Jack, thanks so much. And, um, and you have a great weekend. Kim, thank you so much. For, and thank you for all you do. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Life Happens with Kim Hegwood. Be sure to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. wherever you listen to your podcast as we navigate through the challenges that emerge as life happens. The content of this podcast does not establish an attorney-client relationship or constitute attorney-client privilege, legal, medical, financial, or any other professional advice.